The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Hawks need a little magic to beat Orlando, but they still get the dub. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. That's cool. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Welcome, welcome into the show. This is show number 35 of season nine. I guess we can call it season nine, even though it's technically like season four, like season five, but it's whatever. <laughs> Welcome into the show, folks. It's your man's E-Dub talking a little Atlanta Hawks basketball. Tonight, we had basketball at State Farm Arena. The Orlando Magic were in town, and uh, what a doozy it was. We're going to talk about all the game, uh, all, all the all the things that we saw tonight. We got a full show, and my goal, my goal is to be in and out in roughly 25 to 30 minutes. But I've got some sound, some post-game sound from Nate, from Trey, uh, and from DeJounte that I want to play on the back end. So um, I want to get to that. So let's go ahead and get things rolling, get things rocking. Uh, first things first, let me get rid of some of this housekeeping. Um, social media, yes, connect with us on our social media. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hook us up with a follow and a like, however you get down with the get down. With the social medias, uh, just uh, search for Hawks Beat, and you will find us there. We're most active active on Twitter, but we're also on Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. So go ahead and take care of that. Click, click. Also, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast. So you're listening to the pod right now. You're listening to it, and why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button? All that does is 
is it lets us know or it lets you know whenever we drop a pod to send you an email. Just let you know, hey, Hawks beat on drop the pod. Go check it out. Go go give it a listen. So that really helps us out in the podcast community. So if you can do that for us, we would love you for that and we would greatly appreciate it. Last but not least, uh, make sure you swing by and give us a five-star rating. Rate the pod. That also helps us out a lot. So, boom, housekeeping is done. So, uh, again, just another quick rundown of what I wanted to, what we want to do today. Um, want to go through our game notes. I got a little bit of fan feedback. I got some post-game sound for you guys, and let me give you some takeaways. We're going to put a bow on this thing, and then we'll wrap it up for you. That sound good? That's what I thought. So, uh, Hawks get the dub tonight against Orlando. And, uh, man, <laughs> this game, I tell you, it, 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 it that near gave you a heart attack. If you're a Hawks fan, I know you had a heart attack. And, and I know that uh, a lot of mixed emotions. But the Hawks get the dub 126 to 125 in a game that really should not have been that close. Really should not have been that close. And uh, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning with my game notes. And uh, going into the game, the Magic were winners of six in a row. So basically what that means is um, the Hawks were playing pretty much the second hottest team in the NBA because no other win streak. The only There was only one win streak that was bigger than the, uh, the Magic going into tonight, and that was the Knicks. The Knicks had won seven in a row. And uh, the Magic had won six in a row. So this was a very good ball club coming into Atlanta. Um, one of the things that I wrote in my pregame notes is that um, this it was a Magic team that was on a second game of a back-to-back, which means they played last night in Boston. They had to travel. So typically, um, when that happens, teams tend to uh, start shooting flat in the fourth quarter uh, the legs usually aren't there because back-to-backs are usually kind of tough for teams. And for what it's worth, I kind of saw that from the Magic tonight. But the Hawks did their best to bail them out. <laughs> they did their best to kind of, uh, you know, shoot themselves in the foot and make this game super-duper close. Also, um, I should have led with this. But our guy Bob Rathbun was back in the building. Back in the building tonight. Uh, they gave him a standing ovation tonight. It was good to see my guy. Saw him at practice the other day. It was good to see him back in that chair. And uh, order is restored. Order is restored. So um, shout out to my guy, Bob. It was good seeing him back in uh, business tonight. Uh, as far as pregame notes, again, again, Magic won six in a row. Um, second game of a back-to-back. For the Hawks, they were getting John Collins and DeJounte Murray back after injury. Now, um, we learned after the game that John Collins was on a minutes restriction, which means um, you're only going to play 20 minutes. You're going to play 20 minutes, and we're not going to play over 20 minutes because that we don't want to re-injure you. Uh, that's kind of a precaution that teams take. Now, DeJounte Murray was on no uh, he was on no minutes restrictions, so he could play as long as he want. And he and he did. <laughs> he, he played 37 minutes, led all the uh, the Hawks as far as minutes played, so he was good. It was a little rusty. Shot wasn't really falling too much, but um, you know, that's to be expected. So um, the Hawks decided to go small with their lineup, starting with Trey, DeJounte. 
uh, Bogey, uh, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins to start the game out. And I thought that was a pretty good move. And I thought that was really the only move you could make. <laughs> Clint Capella is out for injury. So, you know, you really don't have a lot of bigs, you know. It means you're going to keep guys like Frank Kaminsky on the bench. And uh, you're going to play DeAndre Hunter at the four. I don't really like that per se, but it is what it is. Uh I thought that they were going to have rebounding issues all night, but I thought they did a fairly decent job. Um, starting out, Dre and AJ hit back-to-back threes. The Hawks up seven early, and I'm liking the the uh, the Hawks' energy in that first quarter. You know, um, I just liked what I saw in that first quarter. From I thought they came out when these teams are coming off the road. Man, listen, man, you got to hit them quick. You got to hit them fast. You know, put up 30, 34 points in that first quarter. And it was such a difference from when they played in Orlando. Y'all remember that Orlando game <laughs> when the Magic put up 50 on the Atlanta Hawks in that first quarter? And now listen, to the Hawks, to the Hawks credit, they did fight back. And, you know, they did win pretty much the rest of the, the three quarters. But, um, yeah, that 50 piece in the first quarter. No bueno, <laughs> no bueno. But tonight, I thought they, they, I thought they did really well. Coming out, thirty-four points in that first quarter. I like the energy. I like what I saw from Trey. Um, I like what I saw from John and you know uh, DeAndre. I thought the starters were really good in that first quarter. DeAndre, especially twelve points. The only problem with this, DeAndre Hunter is a guy that. He'll go through stretches like this where he gets hot for like a, a quarter, like a first quarter, a third quarter, and then he ends the game really not much. How can I say this? He had 12 points in the first quarter. He ended up with 16. All right? So, like, you catch my drift? If you're going to be hot, be hot like all four quarters. Try to stretch it out a little bit, my guy. <laughs> and that's not a knock on him. That's just saying, like, yo, man, like I know you cooking, but, like, this is four quarters. I need you to cook for four quarters, not just one quarter. And that's not me banging on my guys. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Second quarter, I saw more of the same from the Hawks. It was kind of, um, I really, I, I really like what I saw from DeJounte in that second unit. Um, Nate started with DJ, Bogey, uh, AJ, Jalen, and Akangu. Um, second unit looks a lot different with Bogey and Jonte in there together. Um, I like the pace that they were playing with. Trey Young was playing at a good pace. Nine points, nine assists early. But I'll tell you this. Second quarter, the Magic are a tough team, and they're not going to go away. Like, they're tough and they're scrappy. And uh, this is going to be a pretty good team, like, in a year or two, you know? Right now, they just don't really know how to win because they got a lot of young guys, right? Hawks take a three-point lead going into halftime. And at halftime, I was like, look, man, I love the energy. Um, as always, they need to tighten up the defense. But I just think that's just going to be something that they deal with and struggle with all season long, um, especially with Clint out there. But uh, there's definitely they can make there's definitely improvements they can make, even though Clint is not in there. So halftime, Hawks got a three-point lead. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go, right? Third quarter, your boy goes nuts. Number 11, y'all know who I'm talking about, Trey Young. He goes nuts, man. 15 points in the third quarter. 
And the Hawks are starting to bust this thing open a little bit. I'm like, okay, like, you know, Big O's having a good quarter. You know, he, he's he's converting baskets close to the hoop. And this Hawks team is kind of cooking with grease, you know. So uh, they win that third quarter. What did they win the third quarter? 36-29. to 29. So they stretched their three-point lead at halftime into a 10-point lead, right? But here's where things get interesting. Fourth quarter was a doozy. There were so many things that happened in the fourth quarter that I didn't even take notes on. Um, the lead got up to like 11, I think, for the Hawks. And then um, it was just up and down. It was up and down. Then it's the seven. Then it's the five. And I will say this. Let me just pause a moment and, and give an aside. The officiating tonight was trash. Oh, my God. It was trash. It was boo-boo. And I always tell Hawks fans, like, yo, man, y'all can't worry about them officials, man. You just got to play through it. Got to play through it. But it was trash tonight, guys. And so, like, if y'all want to tweet about how bad the refs are and y'all want to complain about that, I normally push back on that with y'all. But I'm going to let you live tonight. I'm going to let you live. Because the officiating tonight was garbage. It was terrible. The players didn't say nothing about it. Coaches ain't say nothing about it because they don't want to get fined. But I'll say it for them. I'll say it for the players. I'll say it for the fans. It was trash. Nevertheless, Hawks were up um, almost 10. And I think in the last two and a half minutes, the Magic go on an 11-0 run. They score 11 straight points. And before you know it, the lead is down to one with 28 seconds. One with 28 seconds. Like, you just had a 12-point lead. You just had a 12-point lead. And that quickly, you gave it up. I wrote down on my notes. I said I would feel more comfortable in the, if the Hawks had to score ready to rather than them having to play defense. Magic come on the court. And the next play, Marco Fault walked to the basket. Nobody standing in front of him, no defense. And I'm like, Magic is up by one with like three or four seconds left. I'm like, oh my God. Like, they cannot go out like this. So, long story short, they get the ball in bound with like three seconds left. Uh, DeJounte Murray takes a shot from the corner, a shot I didn't like. I didn't like the play call. I should have asked Nate about the play call, but I didn't. I, sh- I should have, but I didn't. That's my bad. I didn't like everything about it. I didn't like the fact that Trey was the inbound guy. I didn't like the fact that I ended up in DeJounte Murray's plant hand, a guy that was dealing with, um, you know, you knew he, he he was, you know, coming back off an injury. And he didn't have the best shooting night. So why are you giving him the ball? You know, draw a play up for Trey or draw something up for AJ who was on the bench. I don't really have a problem with that. I'll talk about that later after the break. But, you know, that's kind of what that was. But uh, DJ gets fouled, makes the two free throws, and the Magic misses shot on the back end. Hawks win by one. It was a lot. It was a lot. 
So, yeah, those are the notes for tonight. I'm going to take a quick break. On the other side, I'm going to give you guys some fan feedback. I'm going to read what you guys had to say about tonight's game. Uh, I want to give you guys some post-game sound here with Nate and Trey and DeJounte had to say. Then we'll go some takeaways, and uh, we'll, we'll put this a bow on this thing. So, uh, stick around. You listen to the Hawksbeat podcast. We got to pay some bills. I got to get paid, y'all. I got to get paid. Let's run these commercials real quick, and we'll be right back. You listen to your man, E-Dub. It's the Hawksbeat podcast. We'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, folks, we are back. Welcome back to the Hogsbeat Podcast. Want to get you some fan feedback real quick. Again, make sure you're following us on uh, all of our social media platforms, especially on Twitter. Um, let's see what the folks had to say after tonight's game. J.F. Sutton said those late game meltdowns uh, inserted the crying face and the gif of <laughs> your boy on uh, the Green Mile where he said, I'm tired, boss. So... Hey, <laughs> that's very funny. You had to see the movie. If you didn't see the movie, you're not going to get it. So, yeah, go see the movie. Green Mile. Excellent movie. Uh, my guy Joshua on Twitter said, MVP to Trey for finding his three-point shot finally and for owning up to being so bad at closing this game out. Said so in the immediate post-game interview. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to play some sound for you guys in the post-game uh, interview because we spoke with Nate, we spoke with uh, Trey and DeJounte. Let me read two more for some fan feedback. Uh, Evil Dallas on Twitter said, Post game, Trey admitted the team sucked the last four minutes on both ends and said he has to play better down the stretch. If he can accept it, so should us Trey fans. Yeah, so there was a lot of pushback uh, for some reason. Uh, well, not for some reason. That's just how it goes. You know, when teams play bad, when things go awry, uh, the coach is always first one to uh, take the darts. And it wasn't it, it was much of the same tonight. Saw a lot of Nate McMillan slander, which I didn't really engage in. Uh, I saw somebody say that, uh, man, I don't see how Nate didn't play AJ. Now, listen, like AJ is a good player. You know, what I mean, Um. If Nate wants to go with Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre, and Akangu to close out a game, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault him for that. You know, like DeJounte is a better player. 
DeAndre is a better player. Trey is a. They're all better players than AJ. Yeah, he's, he's getting his minutes. So like, yeah, you're splitting hairs. You're splitting hairs. But uh, last one, Blake on Twitter said I was disappointed. Nate didn't use a timeout earlier to stop a 10-0 run, but uh, the players seem to want to throw that one away. Yeah, so that's perspective. Like, if you want to bang them on not calling a timeout, like that's fine. I think a lot of people put a little bit too much stock in that, but that's neither here nor there. So, yeah. Um, after the game, I want to play for, uh, just a clip from each player. And, um, so if you've listened to my podcast, you've, you've heard me talk about my thoughts on the Hawks and their leadership struggles. Um, let me start with Nate McMillan before I get into the leadership piece. Um, I asked coach about just the composure of the team tonight, because I, I think that even though that the team lost, I think there is something to be said about this team's composure and staying together and, you know, closing it out, even though it was ugly. Like, <laughs> and I mean, it was very ugly. But uh, here, so here's, here's, here's me asking Nate that question. Uh, and again, hope the sound quality is pretty decent. Coach, a lot of highs and lows from tonight's game. What did you see from your team's composure tonight as a whole? I thought we did some good things, you know. Again, we we, we scored 100 and you know 26 points, and uh, we had what 60, 62 points in the paint. Uh, you know, we did a good job uh, for the most part taking care of the basketball uh, defensively. We just they were able to uh, score and score fairly easy late in that game. So again, just uh, establishing a defensive presence. And being able to sustain that uh, throughout the game, and um, you know, tonight it will take the win. Of course, we'll, we'll definitely take the win. But we know we got to be better, uh, and we got to finish better in order to uh, continue to win ball games. So that was Nate just offering some perspective. Like, look, you know. I know we kind of had the meltdown, but, you know, overall, I thought the team did fairly well statistically, and they did get a W. So he was like, yo, so I'll take the W. Like, I'll take the win. But, you know, there's still things that you got to clean up, still things that you need to um, maintain for four quarters. And if you listen to a Nate McMillan press conference, they're all starting to sound the same. They're all starting to sound the same. And he's all about establishing defense. Some games they can, some games they can't, you know. Uh, this was a game that they did kind of, but then they did it, <laughs> and they still won. Uh, Nate McMillan also said after the game that we got lucky. He said we got lucky. So uh, next up, I'm going to play some sound from Trey. I asked Trey after the game, um, did you get an explanation on the technical they gave you? You'll be uh, interested to hear what he had to say. Were you given uh, an explanation for the technical? Yeah, he said I just couldn't look at him, but I mean, I don't think he was knowing what, what Mo was saying the whole game and uh, his, his dirty play and the way he was playing throughout the whole game. I think it was just, I mean, I was okay with taking the tech or so whatever. <laughs> it's interesting that Trey said he was okay with taking the tech because before Trey came to the podium, Nate McMillan was like, look, man, we can't get these texts like that. So, you know, it is what it is. And Trey was like, yo, man, I don't care about the tech. It's whatever. But listen, this is a game of inches. You know, you can't, you know, and it was a dumb tech. It was a dumb tech. But, like, you know, you got to be cool. You got to be cool. Last but not least, man, I, I talked to uh, DeJounte uh, Murray after the game. 
I asked him a question about his leadership and leadership is something that we've been talking about a lot, especially on this podcast. And I said that I I asked him about his voice, you know, his voice. I'm trying to figure out who are the leaders on this team. You know, um, I'm trying to figure out who the leaders are, like who are the voices in the locker room? Because we don't have locker room access this year. And so you have to kind of get these answers by asking questions. And I asked him a question and unequivocally he was like, well, I'll let you listen. Here's DeJounte after tonight's game. You talked about talking to the guys after the game. You're roughly 30 games in. Is your voice of leadership becoming a little bit more comfortable for you as your you know, new team, new players, and everything? Is that concerned? I mean, I feel like, you know, not to, I'm not a cocky guy. I'm a real humble guy, you know, uh, and confident person, you know, on and off the floor. And I just feel like, you know, when I walked in the first day I got here, you know, I showed that leadership not only with words, but, you know, with me getting here way before I was supposed to report here, you know, uh, you know, when Open Gym started, you know, there's a bunch of young guys in here and, you know, just stuff like that, you know, being around, you know, doing events and stuff with the team and being around the team. And, you know, it starts with that. It's not always basketball, you know, how I'm going to tell you to go get more shots up if I ain't getting shots up, uh, you know, so it starts with that type of stuff. And, you know, the locker room stuff, you just jail, you know, as time go. So in other words, DeJounte's like, man, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. My guy was like, yo, I'm not just a leader in that locker room. I'm a leader by my actions, by my words. You know, I got here early before I had to. I was working with the rookies. And I like that. I like that because, listen, we've been trying to figure out this whole leadership thing for the longest. And he just let me know unequivocally like he's one of them dudes, like he is one of the leaders in this in this locker room. And I think as the year goes on, that voice is going to get louder and louder and more dominant in that locker room. I do. I do. So um, I have I could do a whole spiel on the whole leadership thing, but like I won't. But. Um, yeah, so those were the guys talking tonight after tonight's game. Uh, my takeaway is this takeaway. And I just got one simple takeaway is like, look, you don't get, you don't get style points for wins and losses. You don't, when it's all said and done and your season is over and you're looking at whether you have 45 wins or 52 wins, no one's going to look at that game back in December and be like, Oh, well, they only won that game by one. No, they're not going to think that. It's all going to go into the same column. So you're happy that you get the win. You got two more home games. It's going to be nice if you can get all three. But if you you have to get at least two of them. You got your dogs back. You got JC back. You got DeJounte back. Get two more. Get two more. Or if not, get at least one more, right? (laughs) But uh, ladies and gentlemen, man. 2415. I'm right on the dot. I'm right on the dot. Probably a little bit more when you add in the commercials, but uh, we're going to put a bow on this thing. I appreciate all of you guys listening. Shout out to all the folks celebrating Hanukkah. They, uh, the Hawks did a tribute for those uh, celebrating Hanukkah at halftime. I thought it was very neat, you know, lighting the candles, showing respect to those who celebrate Hanukkah. So if you're celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah to you guys. Uh, happy holidays to everyone else that's listening. We should be back on Wednesday, possibly. Um, 
Might have a scheduling conflict. Not sure. I got to wake up early on Thursday and drive to Florida. So we'll see. But I'll keep you guys posted. You listen to the Hawksby podcast. It's your man, Edub. Like we always say, man, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. N-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.